Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari here at the South Point Sportsbook Studio with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo, a true My Guys Monday. And lots to talk about here. Ben Fox, of course, our VSIN's uh, VP of content here, always tweeting such interesting stats about the betting industry and market. Illinois reported their sports betting handle in March 2021 as over $634 million which is a new state record and third among all legal U.S. states for the month. Vinny, are we lagging behind a little bit here? Well, I think when you got that kind of population, you, yeah. uh, you got a nice built-in resource for sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and listen, uh, you would get places like uh, New Jersey, uh, yeah. uh, you know, with uh, northern New Jersey, uh, you know, getting uh, the folks from the uh, New York tri-state, uh, New York uh, metropolitan area. You've got, obviously, Illinois with Chicago, such a, a, a great uh, a population base there. I mean, we got plenty of folks here from Southern California. So yeah, but, betting uh, on the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. The Lakers and uh, soon to be the Clippers, I think too. Yeah, and the East Coast obviously has the Nets to bet on as well, and NHL playoffs coming up. But some news in the NFL today: uh, Tim Tebow looks like he's making a switch. He used to be an NFL quarterback, former Heisman winner. Looks like he might be a tight end for the Jaguars now. Deal's not done yet, so the signing may not officially take place until after they hold minicamp this weekend. Uh, Tebow last appeared in the NFL as a member of the Jets during the 2012 season, and don't forget he played baseball for the Mets organization from 2016 to 2019. What do you think of Tim Tebow playing tight end for the Jaguars? Get your Super Bowl tickets now. (laughs) (laughs) Must watch entertainment. Oh, man, this is going to be outstanding. I can't wait. I can't wait, Vinny, to see Tim Tebow a tight end for the Jaguars. Uh, I will say this in support of Tebow. He's got more career playoff wins as a quarterback than Matthew Stafford. That's right. He beat the Steelers in uh, in the postseason sure when he was with the uh, the Broncos. And, uh, a lot of people like to make fun of Tebow, and I do occasionally. But he does have a playoff win in his pocket. And there are a lot of quarterbacks, Danielle, who can't say that in the NFL. That's true. Do you uh, think that they'll actually utilize him if he does make the roster in their offense? Do you think that Urban Meyer is going to appreciate the reunion? I think a little bit. He'll probably uh, very limited impact on the offense. Basically, right now, I think it's to create fan enthusiasm yeah. and sell tickets. Uh, and, you know, Tebow might be able to help him out on a couple gimmick plays or a little bit on a limited basis as a tight end. All right. Well, more on that on just how much they might use him, because if you can believe it, there's actually props to bet on. We'll hit that in the top of the second hour. Uh, also going on in the NFL, what is going on with Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, the only quarterbacks currently on Green Bay's roster. So, of course, they're seeking another arm or two for the offseason program and training camp. Uh, per NFL media's Tom Pelissero, Green Bay is bringing in Chad Kelly and Kurt Bankert for the team's upcoming rookie camp on a tryout basis. What do you think the Packers' plan is here amidst all this Aaron Rodgers chaos? I don't think they really have a plan, but they better come up with one quickly. Uh, We're going to talk about this a little bit during today's show as well. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any doubt the Packers are going to be forced to trade Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be stubborn. He doesn't want to play there. It's in your best interest as an organization to deal him and get as much as you can in return. Uh, He's he's backed the Packers into a corner. Uh, He's so stubborn, I don't think he's going to give in. And, you know, you drafted Jordan Love last year for a reason. You thought he was capable of being your quarterback of the future, your franchise. So, hey, now's the time. Uh, I think the Packers eventually are going to have to deal as much as – or deal Rodgers and get as much as they can in return because that's the best thing to do 
as a franchise, and uh, it's not going to happen until June if it happens for mm -hmm. contract salary cap reasons. But eventually, I think this is going to happen with Denver. I would say, Denver. yep, Denver's certainly a, a leading, a if not the leading candidate. But I think the key is uh, getting, uh, as Matt indicated, uh, resources and getting and getting assets. One of those assets got to be somebody that's going to compete for the starting quarterback position. Could be Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. right? So, I and mean, a bunch of draft picks. Yeah. And, it's going to be draft picks on a quarterback because if they had that much confidence in in Love, then he would have gotten in in some games last year when the Packers had some significant leads, right? Particularly late in games and they, they didn't they didn't really utilize right. they had zero confidence yeah. in him last so, year. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. Vinny, I know last week we talked a lot about the futures market mm -hmm. as well, and a lot of the talk revolved around we need to see what the schedule is going to be. We get that release this week. But any other shifting in the futures market in relation to the Packers or any of this Aaron Rodgers possibly going to the Broncos news? Nope, just NFC North. Vikings continue to get some uh, interest. People uh, in still hitting up the Vikings. They like the Vikings. All right. Well, like I said, in the second hour, we'll talk about some of Tim Tebow's props up on DraftKings. Uh, but first, this hour, uh, what is going on with Bob Baffert's horses? and more right here on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari here at the VEASAN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook. And uh, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez are back together. Benifer is back. But more importantly, the My Guys in the Desert crew is back together. I know that Matt's very excited about the, the Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez news. But Matt Humans has returned to My Guys in the Desert. So very has Vinny Maiulo. No wonder there's a big Ben Affleck's back with uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. Lopez. Jennifer step, Lopez? Matt. Yes. I thought really? it was Jennifer Garner. That's his ex-wife. So now he's with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, so. he only dates girls named Jennifer, actually. But uh, we don't have any girls named Jennifer on the show today. We do have Dwayne Colucci coming up later on and Chuck Esposito at the top of the next hour. Yeah, Stormy uh, Bonantoni was set to join us today, right. talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. She's going to be on Wednesday's show. Uh, Danielle, when's the last time you went to KFC? Oh, geez. Not in the last five years. Okay. <laughs> well... Why is that There's a Kentucky Fried controversy going on at the uh, at Churchill Downs. Vinny, yes. we're going to talk about that with uh, Dwayne Kluge. I can relate everything. I can connect everything yeah, to fast food. You huh? you you can. So what what did Bob Baffert go there? Did and, you hear, uh, hear about that Chinese rocket that was hurtling towards the Earth? Yeah, I did. We call that yeah. the Panda Express. Uh, oh my god! Oh, oh boy! Oh. All right, man. All right, we're going to talk horse racing with. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne Colucci here in about uh, five minutes. Is it a black eye? Is it a big black eye for horse racing? What's happened with uh, Bob Baffert? Talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, first, the NBA playoff picture in the West. The Utah Jazz are at the Golden State Warriors tonight. The Lakers got a much-needed win Sunday night if they hope to avoid the NBA's play-in tournament in mm -hmm. the Western Conference. But the Jazz are up two games over the Phoenix Suns with uh, four to play. And uh, Utah tonight, a two-point favorite. At Golden State, Vinny. Yeah, and of course uh, the uh, the Warriors fighting for uh, for some playoff life as well, Matt. And uh, we know this that uh, back look Jazz are back on track. Five wins here. They covered mm -hmm. th uh, three of those games, still without Conley and Mitchell, and they didn't play in those games. But uh, they did take the points so far today with the Warriors. Uh, Jazz open three down to two, as you mentioned, uh, two twenty five and a half. A little move to the under right now, but uh, the Warriors, hey, four or five wins. Uh, straight up and against the number. Kelly Oubre still out for them, but uh, again, 
playing for their uh, for their playoff uh, for their postseason uh, hopes as well tonight. Mm-hmm. So it should be a good game. What? I was going to say, that's the top game on the NBA card tonight. We'll talk more about that later. The Lakers last night really needed a win. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they are to avoid the play-in tournament, which I'm not sure they can, but that was a big one last night, 123-110. to Lakers defeat the Suns. Anthony Davis with uh, 42 points, 12 rebounds. And uh, where did that number close at the South Point? Seven and a half to eight, man. I mean, think about that. The Suns Mm -hmm. at L.A. in the... Uh, Staples Center were uh, seven and a half, eight point favorites uh, in that game, and then down to six and a half uh, by the time the game uh, uh, tipped off. Uh, so a little bit of Laker money came in. Lakers made a statement, right? Anthony Davis said, "Listen, you know what? Uh, don't ignore us yet. We're not uh, we're not dead yet. LeBron will be back uh, for the postseason. It looks like uh, that'll be the case, maybe before. And you know what, Matt? I even heard a school of thought today that if they if they do have to play in." Maybe that's not a bad thing for the Lakers to get back uh, back in sync. Well, it might not be a bad thing, and I agree with that. Uh, hey, UCLA was in the play-in, right, that's, and uh, got to yeah. the Final Four. Sometimes yeah. uh, that, thing can, that can work in your favor to play extra games, yeah. and the Lakers could probably use some uh, extra time with uh, mm-hmm. LeBron and AD and those guys on the court together. Last night, Dennis Schroeder was not out there either, so James and Schroeder both missing, but the Lakers get it done. They were about 2-1 to one on the money line last night. If you played the home dog, plus 190, plus 200 on the Lakers' big win last night. And uh, I'm going to say a huge game in uh, hockey in Vegas tonight. Oh, very big game. Major implications for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in tonight's game on the strip against the Colorado Avalanche. And, uh, Vinny, I've seen a little bit of movement in this number today, Avalanche at Golden Knights. Yeah, and uh, the game open, pick them. And I think that's got a lot to do with if uh, Peter DeBoer is going to go. Wait, let's get to get the uh, – I think it's going to be Ro- Robin Leonard in goal instead yeah. of Marc-Andre Fleury. And Marc-Andre Fleury's playing better lately, and that's why this game has gone from the Knights as a uh, – uh, this game was pick them with the thought that it might be Leonard, who, mm-hmm. again, Fleury's playing much better right now. Uh, this game is right now where the uh, the Avalanche are now six to five. They're minus twenty. Knights are even money here. Winner of this game, if the Knights win this game, they lock up the Western Division, and that would mm-hmm. mean they do not have to face both Colorado and Minnesota. Minnesota's been their nemesis. Uh, their nemesis all season long. I mean, if they finally ended a five game losing streak against the Wild last week, Matt. Uh, so the Knights are trying to not only win the division but also go ahead for total points. Uh, win the President's Trophy and get home field advantage throughout the playoffs here. It looks like Nathan McKinnon is now probable for the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Uh, he missed a couple of games. Still no uh, Reeves for the Golden Knights. Thomas no- Tomas Nosek, it will not be in uh, tonight for them. And it looks like Pacioretty is still questionable, their leading scorer for Vegas tonight. But a big game tonight on the Strip. Uh, between the Avalanche and Golden Knights. Some bucks, including DraftKings, up to minus 130 on Colorado in uh, tonight's game. Let's bring in Dwayne Colucci, the uh, manager out of the Rampart Race and Sportsbook, and a big-time hockey fan as well. DC, what do you think of tonight's game between uh, Colorado and Vegas on the Strip? Are you going to be out there? No, unfortunately not. I had a prior obligation, and, uh, you know, actually, I wanted tickets, and uh, something came up. It was uh, inevitable circumstances, guys. But <laughs> it's going to be a great, great game, I'm telling you. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, Colorado, yeah, they're taking the money, like Vinny said, at uh, my shop and at the South Point, you know, Rampart and South Point, sister properties. 
But, uh, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights are really playing well. They played well against St. Louis. And even with Robin Leonard in there, uh, I was listening to him and his presser after the game the other night. And, he, uh, you know, he admitted that he's giving up some soft goals. And he's really good on the difficult ones. And I think it's important that the Knights, you know, they want the President's Cup. They want that trophy. And they want that home ice throughout, like Vinny said. And I think it's just going to be a great, great matchup. And you knew McKinnon was going to suit up for tonight. I mean, he's just such a gamer on the other end of the ice. And Colorado, 76 points. Ugh. Knights, what do they have? 80 points, guys. This mm-hmm. is going to be one of the best matchups. And it's amazing that it's right at the end of the season, and it means basically everything for both teams. And it's really good to see that. All right, Chuck Esposito is going to join us in hour number two, talk a little bit more hockey. Let's shift to horse racing, D.C., and follow Dwayne on Twitter at NYBookie. Dwayne, you did a great job at your Kentucky Derby seminar out of the Rampart a couple of weeks ago. A lot of controversy surrounding the results of that race. I'm not that surprised this has happened. I talked about it last week. I have expected uh, this to happen. I predicted it on the air with JVT on the Follow the Money show. Kentucky Derby winning horse Medina Spirit has tested positive for an anti-inflammatory. Trainer Bob Baffert said Sunday, Baffert denied any wrongdoing, calling the news, quote, the biggest gut punch in racing for something I didn't do. He came up with a far-fetched explanation for it uh, this morning on the Dan Patrick show. It was, uh, frankly, I thought sort of embarrassing. Um, But uh, DC, give me your take on this. And if you think this is a black eye for horse racing at the moment, or do we have to hold back and and wait for um, the second test and let the due process play out? Well, it is a a two-panel test, like you said, Matt. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I would like to see it play out. But it does, uh, you know, put the horse, basically, the horse will be exempt from any scrutiny until you get that second result, which is very important. Now, what could happen is Pimlico Racecourse could choose to ban the horse Medina Spirit. You know, even if you say Bob Baffert entrance, he could possibly transfer them to his assistant trainer and the horses still run. Uh, concert tour and Medina spirit. So this is going to be important. Bob Baffert did allude, you know, he did say it was a stable hand who possibly urinated in the barn and the horse ate the hay. And uh, the the guy had a cold and was on some, uh, I guess, NyQuil or DayQuil, whatever you want to say. And that was a a little comical. And then he followed it up on Fox news and, uh, you know, he was blaming it on cancel culture and all different things. And I've never really seen Bob Baffert in this, light and it seems like the pressure is starting to get to him now guys you know i've met bob several times and this is a unique situation where you know yeah matt definitely everybody thinks it because the guy constantly wins on one day and you know i guess churchill downs also has to do a little better of a job because i heard that they had uh, the laboratory that they were doing business with they dismissed prior to the Kentucky Derby, but that was the same laboratory that did this test on Medina Spirit. So there's so many different stories floating around, and it's important to gather all the information. The the one right thing Baffert said is that this will take months, and he did threaten that, uh, you know, he will get, uh, you know, legal action to make Medina Spirit be able to run at Pimlico, even if Pimlico tries to uh, shut him down. So this is going to be a squabble that gets uh, dragged through the mud. And it is somewhat of a black eye at times on racing, especially when it's always the Kentucky Derby, guys, the the most prominent race in America. 
Yeah, and uh, to you know, one of the uh, one of the questions that we get asked quite a bit, and there's been uh, quite a bit of uh, uh, of this on social media. Uh, obviously, if it's determined that Bob Baffert's horse. Uh, Medina Spirit is disqualified, then mm-hmm. everybody else moves up, right? And uh, Mandaloon would be would be declared the winner. All the the purse money gets shifted accordingly. However, for betting purposes, which is what we're uh, what we focus on, uh, betting per- everything stands uh, as uh, was determined that day, which is unfortunate and which will have an impact. Uh, on the sport itself, and of course, uh, coming into this race where Bob Baffert, as uh, Dwayne indicated, has two horses scheduled to run Medina Spirit as well as Concert Tour with Mike Smith in the irons. Chris Felica of ESPN tweeted this yesterday. So, all of my bets win exacto trifecta doubles, pick threes, fours, and fives that had Mandaloon on top. They get paid out now, correct? That's how this works. He's being sarcastic, obviously. Oh, no. <laughs> I got questions from people yesterday about the yeah. the betting payouts and if they change. And uh, I was like, no, nah, yeah. that, that's not how this yeah. works. I'm glad that, that the yeah. Bear put that out there because it, it certainly it begs the question. And a lot of folks were asking. So Dwayne yeah. and uh, uh, over at the Rampart and everybody here at South Point and everywhere. Uh, I know I do know Benny, some asked. people who hadn't cashed tickets yet, who had like Derby futures right. and hadn't cashed those yet. They were concerned maybe that those futures tickets wouldn't cash, but they do cash, right? Yeah, they, yeah. All books. Everybody, you know, once yeah. the once the event is determined on that day, without an, without a, a further dis, uh, stipulation, it's who's who's declared the winner that day uh, at Churchill Downs. I know my brother's bitter because he had a thirty to one futures bet on Mandolin. Oh, uh, but yeah. second be. place. I think uh, Ron Flatter had a hundred and ten. Yeah, I think that's he right. Said, uh, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. DC huh. at your seminar that night. Uh, you were kind of dismissive of this Baffert horse, and uh, I don't blame you. It seemed like a B-list Baffert horse. Does uh, this drug test maybe explain why this horse is able to win the race? Well, they said, you know, it was double the uh, the posted limit on that drug for anti-inflammatory. So, you know, it was a surprising race. But I, I tell you the truth, from a horse racing perspective, Matt, there was no speed that went out with him. Right. So sometimes when the circumstances are like that, and Vinny will tell you, the track just carries you, you know, around the track. It carries the horse. And the horse was never headed. I mean, Mandaloon made a really good run. And, yeah, definitely Medina Spirit. That is a career-best number and a career-best race. But the horse was definitely capable. Uh, I mean, anti-inflammatories definitely are going to help in performance if the horse is sore. But we have to see how this plays out. You know, once again, we, we know what Bob's troubles would justify, and that finally mm-hmm. got exonerated. Exonerated and settled. Uh, Gamin, you know, had troubles with that filly, that super filly last year. A couple of races at Oakland Park. You know, it's well documented now. And Bob really has to uh, crack down if this is the case where barn people and different veterinarians are looking right. at the horses and getting too close. That then falls on the trainer. So he has to pay attention, guys. And, you know, horse racing, it's really scrutinized now mm-hmm. because of all these positives. The M- YRA made Dutro, uh, Richard Dutro Jr., you know, an example, he's serving a 10-year suspension, and we remember him from Big Brown, and he had multi-positives. So Bob Baffert now is under the microscope, and I understand that he's definitely affected by this, but if it is happening and it eventually is proven, uh, it's on him, definitely, guys. 
Yeah, Vinny, I don't know how many times I've heard you say over the years as a horse trainer, you just can't let a guy who's drinking NyQuil into the barn to urinate on the hay and then the horse eats the hay. It's, I've, I've said it many times. I, I know, you've said it many, many times. Many times uh, right here on this. You know, what's interesting, too, is uh, the four horses that crossed the line that day, right, Medina Spirit, obviously, with controversy, mm-hmm. but Mandaloon was scheduled, was not going to go right. uh, to the uh, Preakness, but uh, now a hot, near to our hot rod, hot rod Charlie or Central Quality. So it's going to be a completely different-looking race. And again... Uh, uh, let's hope this uh, this uh, gets uh, gets resolved positively because again it is a black eye. The fact that it happened, mm-hmm. even if he gets uh, exon- even if he's exonerated, it's uh, still not a good uh, a good look. And Dwayne brings up a terrific point. It starts and ends with him. He's got to be in charge and have better control over the horses that he's training. Bob Baffert on the way to Baltimore uh, today. Mm-hmm. The Preakness stakes up this week. Dwayne, give me a sixty second handicap on the Preakness as uh, as you look at it today. Well, it's going to be very important if these horses are allowed to run, Matt. You know, Concert Tour is definitely a, a capable horse of upsetting the Dina Spirit. Uh, I'm going to give you another uh, long shot crowded trade from uh, the Chad Brown barn. I hear he's working out pretty good, so you'll get some double-digit odds on him, because if Medina Spirit does run, uh, definitely he's going to be odds-on. Concert Tour will probably be the second choice. I believe Midnight Bourbon is running again, so mm-hmm. he'll also take some uh, traction, but like Vinny said, when you miss a Mandaloon, essential quality, these were the horses that everybody is synonymous and knows and familiar with, but now it's going to be a different ball game. Keep an eye on this Baffert situation because if those horses don't run, I definitely like crowded trade. Agreed. All right, that's Very Dwayne good. Colucci at the Rampart, racing sportsbook manager at NY Bookie. Dwayne, thanks, DC. Always appreciate the time. Oh, thank you, guys. I really appreciate you having me on. See you, Colucci. Take care, buddy. We'll, All right, Benny, well back in a couple minutes. Yep. We're going to talk golf, UFC, and boxing in the next segment. From the South Point Hotel and Casino, this is the OddsTrader.com studio. OddsTrader.com, real-time bet tracking, live in-game odds and stats, in-game tracking tools. Compare sportsbook sign-up bonuses and a lot more. You can do all that by visiting OddsTrader.com. V. Sin Vinny, let's talk a little golf here. Rory McIlroy wins for the first time in what seems like five years. It hasn't been that long. <laughs> he has not won a major since 2014, yeah. believe it or not. Uh, but Amanda Balionis of uh, CBS tweeted this yesterday, just like that, the winless streak of one year, six months, and six days wow. is snapped at the place where it all began uh, for Rory McElroy at Quail Hollow in North Carolina. And uh, he wins yesterday for the first time in over 550 days at some spots as high as 20 to 1 odds. And uh, Vinny, this is... I always say current form, course form, the two most important things in golf handicapping. He was a horse for the course. No question, Matt. A great example. We talk about it more and more, right? You have to pay attention to it. Again, current form, yes, but really when you when you look at the familiarity 
of some of the, some of these golfers with the with some of these courses, you can't ignore it. Twenty to one, by the way, here uh, at South Point, and he was also a dog in uh, in uh, many of his uh, head-to-head matchups. He was plus forty-five against Justin Thomas uh, in a, in the head-to-head matchups as well. So, and again, oh. but, but you know that that you've also got to pay attention to. That had current form, and you say, Vin, what about what about the, the the history too? Well, it would have been higher were it not for the history and the success of this course. So, uh, but congratulations to him, and uh, yeah, well, well, uh, good for the folks that cashed on him. Yeah, I came up just short on Abraham Answer at forty-two Ooh. to one odds, one stroke yeah. back, but that's okay. It was a small play I added on uh, Answer, but you know. We thought long drivers are going to have a distinct advantage. He's not long off the tee, mm-hmm. but all the all the other stats pointed to answer. I wasn't sure if I wanted to play him. Played him at the last second, came up a little bit short. But I did win a matchup, Vinny. I know you've been telling me, play more matchups, play more matchups. I had Justin Thomas at plus 115 over John Rom. Nice. And Rombo did not make the cut. Uh, not that JT played great. He was even par for the week. But he won that matchup. And how about Phil Mickelson, a 64 in the first round, completely blew up after that. Uh, I think seven over for we the used, tournament. We use Mickelson at 150 to one, Matt. You just don't see that, right? right. But it's starting to, you're, well, you're seeing it now. It's just not used to it. By the way, Rom, we used a dollar twenty and even on that matchup with Thomas, and they laid it. They laid it. So you got a great price. So Analytics cappers love John Rom for some I, reason. They do. Just love the guy. They do. Uh, Rory, though, had won at this course before. Mm hmm. And uh, like I said, he was a horse for the course. Phil Mickelson, after that opening round 64, uh, completely blew up over the weekend. I was uh, trying to find Phil's. So he had a 64, followed that up with a 75, 76, and 76 to finish seven over uh, for the tournament. All right, the UFC recap is going to be brief. My guy Cowboy got knocked out in the first round. I did not bet him. I think he's at the end of the road. He's lost five of the past six. The fight game tells you when you're done. Uh, Cowboy's going to try to go out with a win and fight somebody he can beat before he retires. But he went down. It was, uh, I have to give props again to Lou Finnecaro. Great job handicapping the UFC card on Saturday. And Lou's going to be in here with me on Friday as a co-host and uh, preview this week's UFC uh, card, which is a really good one. So Lou Finnecaro in here on Studio Friday. Uh, Canelo, his fight... (laughs) Drew a big crowd over the weekend, Vinny. I did not yeah. realize this until I was reading about it last night. AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, set a pandemic record with a boxing crowd of 73,126 for the Canelo fight. He was a big favorite, as high as uh, minus 800 at some spots. Where, is that where you closed him yeah, here? Yeah, 650 to $8, man. So he got the... Uh, he was a sizable favorite to begin with, rightfully so, and then uh, and then got the support as well. So yeah, I mean, did you get way, much betting so, in a fight like that when you have not, such a big favorite? Not 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 as not, usually you get dog money too. You know, there was yeah. a few tickets on the dog, but the fact that it wasn't here, Matt. Again, if the fight's here, again, no knock on uh, uh, on the location, but it always adds to it here. Canelo wins by uh, TKO in what the eighth round? Uh, I think it was the eighth round. Yes, Billy Joe mm-hmm. Saunders. He took out uh, Jerry Jones. Expects. AT&T Stadium to host similar type crowds for the Cowboys mm-hmm. games uh, this fall. 73,000 in Arlington Damn. for that uh, boxing match over the weekend. Boxing has become a circus, Vinny. I wanted to get your take on this at Pro Football Talk. Former NFL wide receiver Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, has declined to face former NFL cornerback Pac-Man Jones mm. on the undercard of the Floyd Mayweather-Logan Paul fight. Well, Matt... 
another reason why we're seeing so much uh, more popularity with UFC. Right? Everybody, everybody wants to get in the ring now, right? And then get and then be a part of a paper. Sadly, program. the younger generation's really attracted to the circus acts of boxing right, putting well, on. That's that's good. We'll we'll watch the uh, Golden Knights and uh, Colorado Avalanche game tonight. <laughs> NBA tonight. Up next, uh, back in a couple minutes on my guys in the desert. Did you know vcin.com has the latest lines and odds for every game on the board tonight? Track the line movements with live charts, get estimated scores for every matchup, and all the betting information you need to stay on top of the action. You can also use our parlay calculator to figure out payouts and get all our betting 101 info, including definitions of the betting terms we use here on the Sports Betting Network. Start your day's sports betting research for free at vcin.com. This is my guys in the desert. Let's get back to Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. All right, Vinny, do you want to talk association betting. Let's do it. Why not? We got All right, JVT's got the week on. off. All right. We'll the try to senior carry on. NBA betting analyst of VSIN. We got done with the Follow the Money shows last week, and he told me, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I, I can't work next week. I said, okay, kid, take the week off. He's going to write a little bit for the website. He's going to write right. for the Point Spread Weekly magazine, but he's not going to do his spots this week. No? So, Vinny, now you are no. I get a senior get, NBA betting analyst. Well, I'm just a show. senior, I guess. Uh, Jimmy Vaccaro and I am Chrissy <laughs> Andrews. We're all the seniors, so now it just now it fits. All right, let's do it, Matt. Let's, uh, you want to start at the top here with the Wizards and Hawks? We're going to start at the top. You're right. Wizards and Hawks and uh, Bradley Beal chasing the scoring title, but he's not going to get it. Stephen Curry's going to get it. Going to well, hold on. Uh, mm-hmm. The Atlanta Hawks, eight-point favorites tonight over the Wizards, and uh, once again, a high total that's been bet up since the overnight. Yeah, Matt. And uh, by the way, no Bradley Beal tonight. Right. He, uh, that's another reason that's uh, going to hurt him right um see the hawks still they're tied with miami in the southeast division uh these two are going to play again on wednesday but tonight the hawks matt from seven and a half to eight as you mentioned also the game being bet over 236 and a half not enough 237 and a half here uh by the way the wizards eight of their last 10 have gone to the over matt you know with bradley beal out of this game how does that impact the uh, the total? Like you said, we've seen the total bet up. But a guy who's averaging 31.5 points a game, what's he worth to a total in a Wizards-Hawks well, game like you, this? You would think, Matt, that he'd probably be worth at least like three, four points to the total mm-hmm. itself. But I, I think it's just such a wide-open game. These two, these teams play very wide open. It doesn't matter who's on the floor, right? So it's not a lot of defense, and I think – uh, that's that's what folks are, uh, are how they're handicapping it. He's got to be worth a couple points to the line. Uh, we've seen yep. the, the number go up overnight too, so the Hawks yeah. have taken a little bit. But some places open six overnight. Yeah, on that this was game. that was yeah. We we used uh, seven and a half, fortunately. So, uh, but they're still betting. Uh, they're still betting the Hawks. And again, uh, we don't know if he's going to play on Wednesday when these two rematch again. By the way, that game will be in Atlanta as well. So tonight in Atlanta, off tomorrow, these two meet again on Wednesday in Atlanta. All right, not a whole lot to talk about here, but the Pacers uh, are nine-point favorites on the road at Cleveland, total of uh, 229. Listen to that. I mean, think about this, Matt. How bad are the Cavs, right? Ten straight losses. Uh, Not not one cover there, but the Pacers, they're this type of favorite. Six and a half, up to nine. Six and a half to nine. 
They've lost five of seven, but that uh, just goes to show you how uh, how poorly things are going for the Cavs uh, this year. Two twenty nine on this total. Uh, which is down a couple of points off the opener. One interesting uh, note about this game. The Pacers trying to hold off the Bulls for the 10th spot mm-hmm. in the East and stay in the play-in tournament. The Bulls essentially have to win out. And the Bulls have done their job so so far. They've won three in a row. They are still two and a half games yeah. behind the Pacers, who are off a loss. And the Pacers now five games under five hundred in that 10th spot in the Eastern Conference. By the way, Matt, two updates, too. Mm-hmm. This game just went to 9.5, Pacers 9.5, and, okay. and the uh, Wizards Hawks up to 238 as we speak. By the way, do you like go up. the NBA's play-in tournament, the 7, 8, 9, 10 seeds? You know, I, I'm okay with it. I, I don't have a problem with it, Matt. First of all, from, you know, look, I'll get selfish here, I guess, a little bit. You know what? It's, uh, it's more business, uh, if nothing else. And again, I think mm-hmm. if you look at a team uh, like the Lakers, Believe it or not, it may benefit them. It's been a shortened season, and and, and they've had injuries. Uh, the a team like the Lakers, even the, even the defending champs, I don't think it hurts them. It might help them, uh, and so I, I have no problem with. It. I, I think from a business standpoint, uh, it's just going to. I think it's more good business. years to experiment with it too, and see uh, see yeah. what the reaction is mm-hmm. from the fans and the players, and right. if people like it or not. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a positive thing. Remember, a lot of people complained about the expanded baseball playoffs, and those turned out to be great. It's a, and great handle. Right. But pe- listen, right. these are not exhibition games. It's a big difference, right? These are games that, that count. There's meaning to these games. But, and, and if somebody's healthy, there's no load management. These mm-hmm. are games that are going to be important. So from a business standpoint, I'm, I'm all for it. I have no problem with them. I would assume that every game that's uh, – that's more meaningful in terms of a playoff game is going to sure. outdraw a regular season game. More people are going to bet. Even a play-in type of game is going to draw more wagering action. Matt, it's it's an important point you bring up because in recent years, the the first couple of rounds of the, the first round of the NBA playoffs in the last few years has accelerated. The handle is, just continues to rise. Mm-hmm. And again, we see that in all all our sports wagering, right? But but the NBA playoffs, again, because people feel as long as somebody's healthy, you know, if there's not a major injury. That players are going to be they they have a more confidence in the lineup and and right. and the games are meaningful because teams mm-hmm. uh, need to to win to advance and that's what I think adds to it and that adds to the betting. Yeah, too many players taking days off in the NBA yeah, and it's just uh, a lot of meaningless sort of games are tough situations of handicap mm-hmm. out there. But um, <clears throat> you know I've heard some uh, LeBron said last week whoever came up with this idea needs to be fired. Whatever. Uh, LeBron, you know, it might help LeBron. And the Lakers, right. like I said. Right? It could help the Lakers. So, To, to be in the play-in tournament, yeah. play an extra game, uh, it could help them. But, you know, I don't really – you know, after last year when you had March Madness canceled, British Open canceled, so many events canceled, I don't really care about the sacred t- traditions of the NBA postseason. Uh, why not have a play-in tournament this year and see what the – The season the was shortened, is. right? It wasn't – it's not It's not the full season. Uh, and, again, to the players, they're entitled to their opinion. And, you know, a player like LeBron, he's listen, I'm, I'm ready to – when the playoffs start, I'm going to be ready to go. Okay, great. Looks like LeBron's going to be back this week. Yeah. There's a decent chance. Reports yeah. are he's looking good in practice. I One more so. game, Vinny, to talk about here before we take a break. Uh, Pelicans and Grizzlies in Memphis. Zion Williams' status. Uh, I think Zion is out tonight. He is out. Uh, Brandon so, Ingram and uh, both uh, he and uh, Brandon Ingram are going to be out tonight. So, yeah. uh, skeleton skeleton crew for the Pelicans tonight, yeah. and uh, they're catching a big number at Memphis. Nine and a half, Matt. Uh, up for, for up from nine. This game, uh, you may see double digits at some point here. And the total right now, two twenty nine and a half right now for the Pelicans. Grizzlies. Uh, that's uh, that continues to climb even with. 
those two out of the lineup. Memphis Grizzlies right now in the nine spot in the West, and I think they're safely in the play-in tournament. The mm-hmm. Pelicans, a uh, game and a half back behind the Spurs for the 10th spot, uh, probably going to be left out. Yeah. Another year without Zion in the postseason. Yeah, they're covering games. I mean, they've covered six out of the, the last eight, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like they're going to make it. No. Grizzlies have a shot, but uh, not the Pelicans right Hour now. Hour number two, we got some more NBA games to talk about tonight. Bucks, Spurs. Jazz Warriors and uh, Rockets Blazers, and then the Blazers need to win uh, tonight, and they are big favorites, biggest favorites on the board tonight in the association. Jimmy Vaccaro just walked in the studio and walked out. There's no bigger fan of NBA betting than Jimmy Vaccaro. <laughs> he loves the playoffs, loves I can tell you that. you got to get him in later in the week to talk about it. Uh, we're going to talk baseball betting next. What's wrong with the Dodgers? We explore that in a couple minutes here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com. And remember, you can download the free OddsTrader app right now and start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Now let's get back to My Guys in the Desert with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. All right, Danielle. Thanks. Let's talk baseball betting. And mm-hmm. what's wrong with the Los Angeles Dodgers? Oof. Vinny and I, you, you, we talked about this last night. Yeah. I was writing a um, story about this for the New York Post. It's going to be in Point Spread Weekly this week. If you think back to last year the mm-hmm. pandemic shortened 60 game season the Dodgers lost 17 games they were 43 and 17 Dodgers lost their 17th game yes, yesterday in their 35th game of the season they are 18 and 17 and um, you could say what's wrong with the Dodgers well Cody Bellinger has been out since yes April 5th with a hairline fracture of his uh, was a fibula and then you've got Dustin May Dustin went May down in Milwaukee the over the weekend mm-hmm. With uh, last week with uh, t- needing Tommy John surgery, I go on and on. Dodgers have had a lot of injuries. They've also had guys underperforming. Bullpen's not been very good. Bottom line is they are a big disappointment. Would you say the biggest disappointment in baseball here at about the twenty percent mark of the season? I would say they're the uh, one, certainly one of the biggest surprises, uh, Matt, in terms of the negative. Yeah, probably a disappointment. I mean, it's certainly to the betters, which is interesting because of their uh, with thirty-five games, Matt. I think you and I figured out they've been favored about thirty-two of those. Actually, games, right? I did some research yeah. on that last night. So, thirty-four out of thirty-five 34, games, yeah. the Dodgers have been favored. The one game they were not favored was at Milwaukee on uh, April 30th okay. uh, where there were small dogs and a 3-1 loss to the Brewers. Uh, that was close to a pick game. So they're that close to being favored in all 35 games. You know, I was on with uh, Gil Alexander uh, the uh, uh, the week that they uh, – the first series going into the weekend, they were playing the Padres for the first time. And, you know, Gil and I were talking, and Gil asked, he said, you know, would you consider a prop about the Dodgers – uh, meeting or beating the 84 Tigers record to, uh, to 40 games, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was 35 and 5. That's correct. In 1984. And, of course, you know, that was a, a, r- a ridiculous pace. The Dodgers were, uh, weren't even on that pace at the time. I think they had three losses uh, at that time. Mm-hmm. So, 
I thought about it. I said, you know what, Gil, let's see how they come out of this series with the Padres. And, they, of course, they won two out of three there. Uh, but then by the time Monday rolled, they, they just – and then they had, a, 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 I think, an emotional letdown. I think there's some emotional letdown spots. And they have it. And then when they played the Padres the following week, they lost three out of four. They're, they're three and four against the Padres, getting right. everybody's best efforts, Matt. And, you know, people are, are, are also looking at these at this team. Their pitching's not big. Their bullpen's been awful. I think that's one of the biggest disappointments as well. Now, you say, what, what are they got? Well, they still are short for the, for the World Series because there's so much interest in the Dodgers. They're 275, so less than three to one. Uh, for the uh, uh, for the uh, World Series, and about three to two for the pennant. Why? Because there's still so much interest in them. We just talked about the fact that they're still favored in just about every game. They've got enough talent and the resources mm-hmm. to correct this. Last year, you brought up a great point: sixty games. We may take sixty games, as you and I have discussed uh, for the last month, for some of these teams to find their identity. The Dodgers have enough talent, more than enough talent to right the ship, get it right, get the resource. When I say resource, if they have to make a trade, they're probably going to have to, right? They're going to have to acquire somebody with the May injury particularly. Uh, they've got the ability to do that and the commitment to do that. So uh, I wouldn't write the Dodgers off just yet. A couple of years ago, Matt, I think it was 2019, they had a pretty bad start. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. then they went on a, 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 an enormous run uh, in, in, in uh, that summer. Was it 18 or 19? I'm trying to remember. And, uh, of course... Uh, again, it's, they're still the Dodgers, and uh, they're more than capable of turning things around. Yeah, slow starts in baseball, not always a big deal. When you play 162 games right. and you're 35 games into it, still the top two teams on the World Series odds board, yeah. basically every book, the Dodgers and the Yankees. And the Yankees yeah. started 5-10. and 10, They are now 18-16. and 16, mm-hmm. uh, But the two best teams in baseball off to uh, slow starts barely over the 500 mark. Uh, Dodgers... And the Yankees, not in action today. So uh, let's talk about tonight's short card in MLB and uh, five games because San Diego, Colorado has been uh, postponed. That's rained out tonight at uh, Coors Field in Denver. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, Tyler Maley against Mitch Keller and our producer, Matt Neverett, who's uh, the son of Tim Neverett, Dodgers play-by-play guy. Is that okay to say that? Or, Absolutely. You want out of your dad, dad's shadow? Do you want to be your own man? Can I say the son of Tim Neverett? You can say whatever you want. I got about four inches on him anyway. <laughs> the producer. He's our producer. I mean, come on. Well, he's got the inside story on the Dodgers. <laughs> he knows everything. He's also told us this. Mitch Keller has allowed a run in uh, four straight starts. If you want to bet yes on a first inning run tonight, that trend is uh, 4-0 in the past four. And uh, the Reds are favored on the road, Vinny, with uh, Keller, the starter for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, the uh, the Reds are up to a dollar fifty, Matt. So think about it. the fifteen cent move to the Reds. And again, you talk about form going into the season. Now, remember, the Pirates had a better start than uh, than a lot of other teams. And after what ten days, they were they were in first place in in the division. You know, but now look at them. I mean, they're coming back down. Or we knew we would need the Pirates on a pretty regular basis. So <laughs> again, it's going to take a little time. Uh, but will there still be surprises? Sure. I mean, we'll get to the Red Sox in a little bit and talk about uh, the surprise that they've been. Uh, but uh, right now, uh, the Reds, dollar fifty here. The uh, total on this game from 8 down to 7.5, Matt. A little shade to the over at 15 cents. And uh, the Reds, only plus a dime if you think they can cover this run line in Pittsburgh tonight. Two teams at the bottom of the NL Central. Yeah. Uh, the Dodgers are going to have an opportunity here to get things turned around. They open a nine-game homestand tomorrow. The yeah. team's coming to town, the Mariners. The Marlins and the D-backs. Yeah. 
So the Dodgers got a chance to uh, pick up some wins. The Marlins and D-backs play tonight in Arizona. Luke Weaver is the starter for the D-backs, and they are favored. Yeah, and of course uh, the D-backs uh, come home. They were swept by the Mets over the weekend. Uh, they've got six straight losses now, so maybe a tonic for, for the Dodgers this week. Uh, but the uh, this game's holding pretty steady, Matt, at $1.26. Not a lot of movement, a little bit of two-way action, and not as much interest. This will probably be the lightest bet game uh, on the uh, on the card today. So uh, eight and a half for the totally over favor there, and uh, the D-backs plus 155. Uh, if you think they can score some runs and better, uh, best the Marlins by at least two. All right, I'll mention Matt Neverett's best bet on tonight's card in a minute. That's a tease, Vinny. All right. Stay tuned. All right. Red Sox and Orioles in Baltimore. Martin Perez, Jorge Lopez. You know, the Red Sox, I would have to say the biggest surprise in baseball from a, a pleasant surprise perspective. 22 and 13, yeah. three and a half games up on the Yankees and the Rays in the American League East. And the Red Sox, who started the season 0 and 4. Right. To these Orioles. Now nine, yeah, that's right. Now nine games over 500. They've won four in a row. And the Red Sox are now the new number one team in the MLB.com power rankings after being ranked number 30 in the opening week of the season when they got swept by Baltimore. Yeah, you talk about surprises, Matt. Uh, the uh, the Yankees and the Dodgers records are surprise. Well, this is certainly a surprise, too, especially given the start that they had, right? Uh, they're going to look to try to return the favor here, right? They're looking for a four-game sweep uh, against these Orioles. Uh, in Camden Yard. So uh, the, 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 this game's gone back and forth, actually, Matt. 41 mm-hmm. on the opener, down to 38, now back up to 44. So not a real surprise uh, that the favorite, favorite Red Sox are drawing, betting attention here from 9.5 to 9 on the total. But uh, you got to give, uh, give the Red Sox credit. They're playing really well. All right, the Angels overnight had TBA listed as the pitcher. I see now it's Jose Suarez, the lefty, yeah. going against Luis Garcia. Mm-hmm. And uh, the price on the Astros has uh, gone up from the opener at uh, some spots overnight. Yeah, we're up to $1.78, Matt. So $0.13 cent move to the Astros here. Just went up another $0.03 cents as uh, as we get into the game. Nine and a half for the total. A little shade to the over there. Uh, this plus 105 on the uh, run line may disappear here. So if you're uh, thinking about... Uh, uh, getting uh, getting the Astros on the run line, probably get it now. It's gone down five cents already. Angels got to be feeling feeling a lot better going into the series yeah. over the weekend. They uh, take two or three from the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and then that fourteen to eleven loss on Saturday, Vinny. Um, oh man, I bet the Dodgers and Kershaw at minus one forty seven. And I see it's thirteen to nothing. I said, oh, I got an easy win tonight. Finally, get a rocking chair game, and uh, <laughs> flip the channel, watch some other stuff, flip it back. Yeah, it's fourteen to eleven. What happened here? Yeah, you almost, so I went back and watched the replay later. Man, are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> they took Kershaw out of the game. Yeah. And again, we're talking about the Dodger bullpen, right? And, well, it was fielding uh, mistakes yeah. too. I think there yeah, was seven was, unearned runs in yeah, that game yeah. in uh, in one inning. But the yeah, the Angels' offense got going over the weekend against Dodgers pitching, and yeah. uh, that's still a fun team to watch, man. The Angels with a uh, Trout mm-hmm. and Otani, your two. MVP favorites in the American and League. And as much as pitching is important and people love to see, you know, great pitching, Matt, they love to see hitting more so. Baseball is a, a game. But people love offense. And uh, when you get games like that, you know, people say, wow, what a fun game. What a great game. Meanwhile, you as a better, you went from a rocking chair game to almost getting hit over the head <laughs> with a rocking chair. That would have been very frustrating to lose that. Oh, man. Uh, but fortunately, it didn't happen. Dodgers yeah. held on to win 14-11. to the only game they won in that series, Dodgers 2-8 and eight in their past 10, 5-15 in their past 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Francisco Giants lead the National League West at 20-14. They're 12-4 at home. 
They have a one and a half game lead over the Padres in the West. Yeah. And um, Giants are going to start Alex Wood in this game tonight against mm-hmm. Kyle Gibson. I think, you know, Giants have been the biggest surprise in the National yeah. League with, uh, you know, that uh, that lead in the West being six games over 500. But the Rangers have surprised me. Kyle Gibson was their opening mm-hmm. day starter. A lot of people are laughing about that. And this team's 500 right now. I, I'm very surprised to see the Rangers at 18 and 18. But that's where they come in tonight against San Francisco, which is a favorite behind Alex Wood. One of the lower totals uh, we told, uh, we posted, Matt, preseason with the Rangers. And again, a surprise there. But very quietly, these Giants, right? Now, the Dodgers and Giants haven't met yet, right? I, I don't think have that. They have not, not played yet. So we'll see how the division plays out here. Uh, but Dodgers are actually going to San Francisco yeah. after this nine-game game. After this game, game. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so this uh, this is a good uh, this is a good example here of a uh, team that's a surprise and getting the betting attention here. Up twelve cents to now a dollar fifty-two. Seven over a quarter, plus one fifty-five on the run line are the Giants. Benny, this story has been underreported. But have you heard that Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play for the Packers anymore? No, I, that's, I, that's got that story leaked out last be. week, and uh, I can't be true. The media is going to pick up on it at some point. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers in hour number two, and also a big hockey game tonight in Las Vegas. V. Sin, the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> 